Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, my name is Kimball, and this is my wife, Tanya. And it's uh, great having you here. It's, this is a bit of a new, I guess, thing, at least since uh, we've been around the last number of years, to have Christmas Eve on a Sunday. And we're, of course, having another service this afternoon at 4.30. But thanks for being a part of this with us today. And so, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, one thing I'll just say quickly is shortly after this, uh, we have a, a little, uh, a few thoughts on, uh, on Christmas uh, to share with you, and then we're going to close our service off uh, by singing Silent Night with candles. And so if you have not got your candle from the ushers, just uh, maybe pop your hand up or something like that. If you didn't get that on your way in, they were, they were pretty good about it, so it seems like you mostly have it. If you don't, just pop out and get one because that will be important uh, to be a part of that closing of the service but yeah so Christmas Christmas Eve it seems like it has come upon us quickly I was thinking in terms of the the story that was just shared and and I was I was like enjoying it so much like I I had never heard it before and I was like have you never heard this story before and he was like no and I was like I've read this to our kids so many times. It's like classic. We've watched the movie. There's a movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Where have I been? I don't know. We, we're working on his Christmas attitude. Do you know, it is true. It's been a lot of years. It Pray is for true. me. I do feel like I have gotten better. Yes. Maybe I say that every year. But I, <laughs> I do find uh, things about Christmas maybe more enjoyable than than ever but I mean we don't also our kids are grown <laughs> and uh, they're not around but that was really a fun part of Christmas was us with having the kids around but I will tell you this is that uh, I am wearing Christmas socks not want to show too much leg there but uh, there are um, Christmas lights on my socks see that I do yeah. I'm wearing no socks because that's <laughs> my favorite way to be so, and I'll, yeah. be, I'll be honest, I don't even know whose socks these are. They were in my drawer. <laughs> and I don't think that I got them from anyone. There's so a whole sock thing, randomly. actually, so we don't need to talk about no? the sock issue at our house. Okay, yeah. it is It is, it is true, not a I, stocking I issue, it's a sock issue, so it doesn't need to be part of Christmas today. All right, I did think that I, I should have maybe dressed up. Dale up here was looking so sharp with his like suit and vest and tie and everything, and, and I just, you know, wearing my sweater. But I got the Christmas socks, so that counts. And something. it's a new sweater. It's a new black sweater. <laughs> to go with the other black sweaters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Christmas, though, it's 2023. Yep. Christmas Eve, which is wild. True. How, it, just, it feels uh, like it just sort of showed up. You know, it, it is a little bit. We had a little bit of snow the other day, and it seemed like it, was, it made it feel a little bit more, but that is gone. But I was thinking about this and considering that, that you and I, uh, you know, even as John was praying about, you know, the first Christmas and how many Christmases we've had, we've, we, you and I have actually had 34 Christmases together since we were dating. That's a lot of Christmases. That yeah. means I'm a slow teacher because I'm still working on <laughs> enjoying Christmas. No, I, either that or I'm real stubborn. But 20, you know, since 1989. Wow. Yep. It's a long time ago. I mean, I, I mean, if you look back at our Christmas pictures of 1989 when we were yeah, dating. Yeah, we're not showing any of those. We should have brought a picture of that. You know, I had the nice flowing hockey hair. I had mullet. really large, large, large bangs. 
Yeah. It's amazing that, how high you could get your hair. And spiral perm. It's true. Was a thing. But 34, and in the, in the seasons that have passed, and of course our, our kids growing up, and, and then um, now in this last year, just taking on a little bit of a different look with, with us having a granddaughter that has shown up into our lives. Yeah. She was and, there last um, year, though, too. Yeah. And but that's so, her this year. Yeah. Best smile on the planet. And yeah. she is a child that probably has no hope as far as Christmas love. You know, her, her mom and her dad are Christmas fanatics. Yeah. And so she's going to love it all the way. But the, it does kind of mark, uh, you know, the seasons of your life when in these transition types of things. But let's, um, I guess, thinking in terms of what we want to share today um, is that the stories, if you've been with us throughout this season... And again, special welcome if you are, are here um, today visiting. We're glad that you're here. In the season which we call Advent, Advent means coming, and we've been uh, recognizing in the Christmas story here at College Drive uh, a series we've called The Songs of Christmas. And this has been taken from the Gospel of Luke, and particularly the first couple of chapters, uh, where which Luke, who was a doctor, and was very concerned about the details and kind of an investigative reporting almost as far as what happened in the life of Jesus. He gives us the most details in the narrative uh, about the, how the birth of Jesus came about. And it was a particular time, a specific time in history. And, uh, and so that's something that we, we've built on and we build up to today this, this Advent story, the coming of Jesus as our, our Savior. Yeah, and so the, in the stories that we've been walking through as a church this Advent, um, we've talked about these moments in time. So the first one was the moment in time with the birth of John the Baptist, the one who went before Jesus, this cousin, uh, but was sent before him. Um, in Luke 1.5 it says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea. And in Luke 1.57, it says, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby. So there were specific times that were orchestrated and marked um, in history in regards to the first story. The second moment in time was with Mary and Joseph. And it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. That was in Luke 1.26. And so again, this God marked a moment in time in the lives of Mary and Joseph to mark that this moment of our Savior was coming. The next was the moment in time when Jesus was born. Luke 2, 1 and 2 says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree. Quirinius, I have a cold, so that's harder to say than normal, was governor of Syria. Um, again, so it doesn't say time there, but it's in those days, the specific era of time. Um, this issue, this degree, decree was to be issued. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born in Luke 2, verse 6. The moment in time when the angel's announcement to the shepherd. Now it's like, hey, unto you a child is born. Uh, that's not what it says. Luke 2, 11 says, today in the city of David, a savior has been born to you. Today in the city of David, a savior has been born to you. And before the Advent season, we were working through Galatians, and we're going to pick it up again in January. And Galatians 4, 4 and 5 says this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. 
again, moment in time. Yeah, and that term, the, the fullness of time, is such a special uh, phrase. In the Greek language, which a lot of the, the New Testament is written in, there is two primary kind of ways of marking time or identifying time. One is, is chronos. Uh, chronos, which is the, the time like on your watch, but as far as actually the, the history, the historical moment, the, the schedule, the clock, and, uh, and that's something that, you know, you can't, can't stop. Kronos just keeps, keeps going. But then there's actually keros. Keros, it has a little bit of an R there, it's fun to say. Uh, but that is, that is a time where it is the opportune time, or it is the, the moment in time. And then there's, there's another, uh, another word that is actually used in this, this verse in Galatians uh, regarding time, and that is pleroma. And Pleroma is the, the fullness of time. And it's, it's like the time is, a, it is a, like a vessel. Or if you were looking at like a ship that was getting, uh, all the cargo was getting put onto the ship. And all of a sudden, all the cargo was in its place and everything was, was right and it's full. And now you can cast off. And that's this, this term Pleroma uh, used throughout the New Testament about 17 times. Mostly the Apostle Paul uses it. And it's, it, is the, it is the moment in time, but it's moment when, when it is right. It is ripe. It is fullness uh, of time. And, and that's what this is talking about here in, in this Galatians text. It says, when all was fulfilled, when all that was needed was accomplished, everything was completed, it was ready, then God the Father sent forth his Son into the world. It was, it was the right time. Mm-hmm. So good. Those are all fun words. Um, now, in our lives, we have asked ourselves often um, during different seasons, um, do you think it's the right time? Right, the, the right time. When we were, we were dating, uh, we wondered, okay, is it the right time for us to get married? And we were I was just graduating from college, just turned, you know, 21. You were 19, just turned 19. And we had dated That's for... That's why I'm so young still. Yes. And we had dated for a year and a <laughs> half. And so it was the, is this the, the right moment? Is this the right time for us to get married? And uh, our parents probably said, yeah, we don't think it's the right time. You're so <laughs> young. Uh, but we, we didn't listen to them. We, we felt it was the right time. We did. Um, and then... We asked, is this the right time to have kids? Um, do we want to embark on this next adventure of parenting? And um, there is a fullness that comes with that, too. Yes. And we had kids. Mm-hmm. And then we asked ourselves, is it the right time for us to get a dog? And, uh, and that didn't go well. <laughs> Because we were in Yorkton, Saskatchewan in November, and it was 20 below, and we decided to go to the rescue place, get a dog, and we should have known when his name was Bandit, Yep. that uh, it was a big husky shepherd cross, and we thought, so well, beautiful. Let's, uh, let's house train this full-grown animal <laughs> in our basement, and that didn't go well, so we said, to the garage, you go, and it was 20 below in there, and he broke out, and... Went never, for a run. Went for a run, never yeah. came back. And we discovered there that it was not the right time for us to have a dog, <laughs> nor would it ever be. Yeah, that's Things probably you fair. Yeah, we maybe just didn't go about that quite <laughs> the right way. Um, so I don't blame time for that one. Um, we did wonder, too, is it the right time to move to BC? We were in Saskatchewan uh, with two of our kids. 
Um, not that we weren't with the other one, but the other one hadn't been born yet. And, um, and we were like, is it the right time to make a move? And we moved to BC, and then uh, from there, is it the right time to move back to the prairies? And so lots of decision-making and conversation and uh, prayer and, and just like, is it the right time? What do we gain? What do we lose? What is happening in this time that would make it the right time? Right, and as we're talking, you might be thinking that as well. In your lives, we all have those, those decision-making moments. Uh, we have to discern the right time for certain things. Yeah, to change jobs, to go back to school, to go to school. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, uh, we all look at it, is it the right time to, to buy a house? Is it the right time to, to sell our, a house? Or is it the right time to retire or, or cash in investments? I know I'm, I'm or always... Or buy investments. Right. You know, they say, yes. when's the best time, you know, to plant a tree today, right? Even if you missed... I got that Five years ago. Five years ago or today. Something. You know there's that saying about trees and time? That one. That one. Um... And then there's maybe you had to decide if it was the right time to go to church or to go back to church. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, this idea of the right time, the right moment, just to continue as we wrap this, uh, these thoughts up, is that, you know, the words of the Apostle Paul in this letter to the Galatian churches, again, there was a right time for God to, to send us Jesus, to send a Savior, to fulfill the prophets, to keep his oath, his covenant to Abraham, It was the right time to send forth a redeemer, as it says, one who would buy us back, who would pay the price to free us from sin. It was a pivotal moment in history. God became flesh, as we heard, and dwelt among us. He stepped into time. But it was not just for the people 2,000 years ago. It's, It's also for us today. Yeah, and this story is for us today. Um, It was for this historical happening that we read about. It's for all time. Um, The Bible where we read all of these um, accounts and these stories is, it's a big book. And um, I can be often heard to say that it's a big book full of little books, full of little stories that tell the big story about God and how much he loves us. Um, and this invitation that we have to respond to this love, to this gift of salvation that he offers us um, that's spelled out in the Bible. Um, the Bible also tells us that there will be another advent when Jesus returns. He's going to set all things right. He's going to judge and rule. He's going to bring it all back to another fruition, a greater story. He's going to bring a fullness to the story that's spelled out in God's word. And as believers today, we can anticipate that. We don't know the time, but we know that there will be another right time. So as Kimball said, this is for us today. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean fully Mm -hmm. for us today? And so there is no better time than today to respond to God's gift of salvation for each of us. And so scripture tells us that it is now, it is today. Hebrews 3 verse 7 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And it would seem that there is, and maybe you've seen this in your own life or someone else that you love, as far as how they respond to God, that there might have been a moment or there might have been a a time where they heard clearly the message of the gospel of salvation and the gift that was available to them in Jesus. But there was a hesitation there was so many things going on in their lives. There was a, well, 
maybe next Christmas I'll do that, or maybe when I'm older. Um, so there's a, there's a putting off of, of God and his love for, for us, even though it seems so, so hard to believe that someone would, would kind of turn away from that incredible love of, of God. But when you, when you put God off, it seems that there's, there's a continual hardening of your heart. And so scripture tells us today, today, right now, if you hear his voice, his nudging in your life, says, I love you, I want what's best for you, and I've done this for you, and will you receive it, that you wouldn't harden your heart, that you wouldn't say no to that. Second Corinthians 6, verse 2, it says, For he says, In the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. The Savior born to us, the Son of God, who took on flesh, his name was Jesus. And Jesus, his name means the Lord saves. It's why he came, to save us from our sins. This is the message that, that we have as believers, this message of hope that we share all year long. And it's the message that we want to leave each of you with this Christmas and to hear this very clearly. The Bible says that if you turn to Jesus in faith, that he will forgive you. He will forgive your sins. And he will give you peace with God and life everlasting. And it's truly the, the greatest gift that you could ever receive this Christmas. And so a good time to receive Jesus, if you never have before, is right now. Let me pray. Father, thank you that you, you knew our, our state. You know us now. You know the moments that have been a part of, of each of our lives. You know the moments where you have, you've nudged us. You have spoken uh, through your word, through creation that's all around us to different people that have, have loved us and shared maybe the hope of Jesus with us. And so I would just pray that anyone in this, this room, maybe that just right now, they, they hear this and you're speaking to their heart, that they wouldn't harden their heart. Uh, they wouldn't say, well, it's, you know, sooner or later, I guess I will, I will turn uh, to Jesus. But they would say right now, right now, God, I, I hear you speaking to me and I, I thank you for Christmas, the gift of Jesus. And so I just say yes to you right now and I open my heart to you. And so as you would hear any, any hearts here in this room, Lord, that would, would reach out to you, God, we thank you that you, you hear, you answer, you love us. And thank you for our, our church, a, a group of people. Uh, we're, we're people who stumble after you, God. We're, we, we fall short in so many ways, but there is grace and there is, there is love that is available and we can walk together in that as a community. Uh, thank you, Lord, for, for blessing us uh, in this season uh, with your incredible love. In Jesus' name we pray.